Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. My name is Rick. This is episode 46 of the podcast. I'm joined today by Tom Cauldron. Hello, Tom. Hello, Rick. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? You all right? I'm all right, yeah. I'm good. Good. Good, Slightly good, too good. warm, but other than that, it's fine. Yeah, it's a lovely warm sunny day in the UK here today. So yeah, I've been working indoors all day. I've been working from home, so I've been sat in my little <laughs> little bedroom upstairs in front of a computer all day. So I think I'm getting square eyes. But oh, yeah. it's the weekend next, so yeah, go out and enjoy yourself on the weekend. Yeah, and get some definitely fun. go and sit in the beer garden for a bit. I think. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so we're uh, we're going to talk about some of the board games we've been playing recently. And, oh uh, yes, got... actually, don't go outside and enjoy the sun. Get stay inside, play board games. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what the podcast was about. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly board game weather at the moment, is no. it? But uh, we we managed to play a few between us. I think uh, we're also going to talk about cute games as well. That's our question of the week. What cute games have you uh, have you played recently? So I've got a, I've got a couple I can talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, um, we went out at the weekend. Um, we went down to Travelling Man. So Travelling Man's. Um, uh, a board game store that's based in Leeds, I think, is their head office. But we've got branches in a few places. I think they're in York and a few other. We might might be in a few other places as well. But they have a, a shop in the in the um, Leeds city centre. Uh, they were doing. They've advertised uh, a warehouse sale, like a, a clearing out sale kind of thing. So their warehouse is about a mile out of the city centre. It's just outside Leeds. And uh, I thought I'd go to that and see if there were any bargains to be had. Cause so we, uh, we went down on uh, Saturday morning and uh, it was absolutely packed. It was uh, really, really busy. <laughs> wow. Um, it was a, There was a line coming out. This It's just basically like a unit where they've got, the, the I guess, where they send out all the, um, uh, all the stuff from the website and stuff like that, all the mail order stuff. But it's just like a unit on a trading estate. And they've got like the big double doors open at the front and they've got a few uh, tables and stuff set up and people were kind of queuing, queuing up the car park to get, to get access to it. So we kind of joined the queue and then waited for, for quite a while. But it's a, it's a, bit, of a, weird, uh, a bit of a weird setup because they've got kind of a queue uh, I don't know if this was ad hoc or just because we're British, but basically you queue, don't you? <laughs> you're waiting for something. Yeah, someone's standing there, someone will stand, stand behind them, and then suddenly you've got to click queue and everyone else joins. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, I think there was a little bit of that to it. But at the front, there were like loads of tables, and there was stuff. They were bringing stuff out in boxes and putting it sort of down to the side and stuff. So there were plenty of room for people to to go up and just have a look around. But basically, there was, there was like a huge queue uh, where people kind of waiting for people to wander around and then come out before they kind of filed in, like single file. So it's a bit it's a bit weird. Then you can spend as long as you like in the browsing. It, yeah, exactly. So right, th- there okay. were people in there sort of ages and then people stood behind them and then obviously the queue behind that were just stood and not moving for a long time. So we were que- queuing for quite a while, but hmm. it, it was only a one-off thing and the weather, well, the weather was all right. So we were outside in the in the nice warm sunshine, so it wasn't too bad, but... We, we we got to the front of the queue and um, yeah they got quite a lot of stuff on there. It's kind of stuff that they'd um, they'd taken to like conventions and stuff like that and not managed to sell. So it's just stuff that we you know they were getting rid of or they've been marked down. There was a few board games there, um, not not a lot of variety, but like a handful of board games. Uh, I saw people were uh, buying a few of those and then they've got some comic books. I think they they sell quite a lot of comic books in the store, don't they? They have like comic books and novels and anime and things like that. So they got quite a lot of that stuff. They got a few models and things, and a few uh, bits and bobs. They got uh, boxes of dice, uh, you know, like sets of dice uh, that you could uh, they could grab. And they've got a few bits of role playing stuff as well. So they got a few like adventure books, and so I, I, I picked up a couple of books. I picked up a couple of um, role playing books. I picked up some maps as well. So like some role playing maps in like a tube, you know, like a, a, a long mm-hmm. plastic tube, and like rolled up in there. 
just because I like the look of them. I don't even know what game they for. Probably D and D or some spin off <laughs> of that. But um, yeah, I like the look of them, so I picked up a couple of those, and they they were all like a few, a few quid each. I think about five each or something. So yeah, so it was all right. Um, uh, and then after that, we went out, got some lunch, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a nice I mean, meal afterwards. So you don't want to just go all the way, all all the way over there to spend time in a warehouse and come back. Yeah, and yeah, we kind we kind of made yeah we kind of made a day of it. So we uh, we called in for some some food on the way back and stopped off. And so is this a is this a regular thing that they do, or is it like a one? No, I don't think so. It's just a one off thing. Yeah, right. yeah. They advertise it on Facebook. I just happened to happened to see it on Facebook and I thought oh it looks interesting I'll, I'll go down so it's not something that's going to crop up again I don't think yeah I only saw your post about it after it happened so ah uh, right yeah <laughs> but yeah it looked, looked yeah. like a, a fun thing to go to yeah yeah so that was alright it's, it's, I mean it's uh, surprising that it was uh, so well attended actually to have a big queue I mean it's like a mini convention or at least mini the bring and buy part of a convention maybe I don't know if people like yeah. it yeah anyway yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of people after bargains. Whenever I go to the Leeds, I sometimes call in at the Leeds shop in the in the town centre, and it's always busy in there. Mm. So I think I think they've got quite a big following. Obviously, people follow them on Facebook and stuff. So yeah, I've never been to their uh, never been to their shop. Don't Travelling Man provide the board game library for Aircon as well? So I'm wondering if oh, some they? of those might have ended up in the uh, possibly yeah being sold after after being played by lots of random people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe possibly. Not. Uh, yeah, so uh, um, that's what I've been up to. So, shall we uh, shall we move on to some of the games that we've played? Yes, let's. So, uh, I've played a, a couple of games at the club uh, over the past past few weeks since the last podcast. One that um, I played this week was a game called Sorcerer City. Mm, uh, so, this, this is uh, yeah, this is um, uh, it's kind of a, a, a real time tile lane game. So the, the the theme is your sorcerers kind of wizards on this building the city and putting sort of districts down. Uh, don't, don't worry too much about the theme; doesn't it <laughs> doesn't mean anything at all. But you're basically playing uh, playing tiles down in real time. So everybody has a deck of of tiles, which is I think exactly the same. So these tiles are made up of uh, different coloured districts that you kind of play out in front of you. So there's a little egg timer that um, that you start off, and I think it's like two minutes or something. You've got. To, to basically uh, build your city. So you, you shuffle up your deck of, of tiles and then you draw one off the top, put it down on the table, draw your next one and then you kind of build up districts and score them depending on what colours you've got. You, you you play through your deck and you go in as quick as you can and then obviously if you if you run out of time you just have to stop there and, and it has to be as good as it is. Um, but the, it's like a typical tile lane game. They don't exactly fit together perfectly. You've got to make decisions as to you know, where you're going to put them and you're going to add it to a district that's already there or you're going to try and build something. It's like some other districts, you have to build in lines, either vertical or horizontal lines of like a certain colour. Other districts, you just don't want to have the most tiles in that district. Um, so there's various different ways of, of sort of building it up. So you do you do all that and you build your kind of your district and then there's a buying phase. So there's like a market with some more tiles on. Uh, depending on how much gold you've collected in the previous round, uh, with your districts, you can spend that to, to buy new tiles, and they'll they'll go into your deck. Uh, they'll get shuffled in for the next round, uh, and also you get a monster as well. And a monster is like a bad tile. These will come out randomly. Uh, again, these get shuffled into your deck, and uh, everybody will get the same one. So, I think on our first one, we had like skeletons, and then when you draw a skeleton, you have to place it in a certain way. Or uh, I think two of the sides can't have anything next to it. So it kind of restricts you a little bit, and there's various different monsters that have different uh, 
different effects, which are bad, but everybody has the same monsters, so they're just going to your deck and get shuffled in, and it gives you an extra thing to, to deal with, and then you go on to the next round. Um, so you, your deck of cards basically builds up and builds up, and you get more and more, so you, you, buy, you might buy a couple each round, and then a monster goes in, so on round two, you've got three three more tiles to, to place and then on round three you've got three more on top of that so you're kind of trying to go through your deck as quickly as you can building up uh, synergies and, and sort of connections and building your, building up your points as, as best as you can this was the uh, this was a Kickstarter edition so uh, it was all like nicely produced it was uh, n- nice like thick tiles that you play with and cards and things I did find that some of the uh, icons were a bit tricky to, to read though uh, so the, uh, the the tiles have kind of the scoring methods on them. They have like shields and then how it scores. But people were constantly asking, oh, how does this one work again? Or what does this one mean? Uh, and especially in a real-time game, sometimes, you know, you don't have time to sort of stop and just say, oh, well, you can place this here or here or it does this, you know. You kind of have to know that sort of going in. So I, I don't think the iconography of the of the tiles was particularly brilliant. But once you've once you've got it, once you understand it, it's, it's pretty straightforward. But the real the, the real time bit is quite interesting because you, uh, you you have these decisions to make and you can't you can't sort of AP it and and you know pick the most optimal players because you're just going to run out of time you're going to run out of tiles and people are going to get ahead of you so you, you sometimes you just have to slap something down and, oh I'll worry, I'll worry about that later and <laughs> and maybe I'll fix it in the next round or something and I'll just build it in this direction instead so yeah that's that's really good actually I, I reckon. In the early versions of this, they just had the tiles and you place them to get the perfect scores. Mm. And they thought, yeah, it's good, but people keep on spending 10, 10 minutes trying to decide where to put the tiles. Yeah, oh, hang yeah. on. I've got a great idea. Let's make them, <laughs> give them a, a sun timer. Yeah, so if you uh, if, if you don't like that, if you don't like the, um, the the pressure kind of element and you want to sort of plan out your turn and place everything optimally, then it's probably not going to be a game that you'd enjoy that much. But I've, yeah. I've, I found it quite interesting. It was, it, it was fun to play. Um it was all right, yeah. It sounded a bit like uh, Galaxy Trucker with de- deck building added. Yeah, it is kind of a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's that sort, yeah. sort of. Yeah, you still get that same feeling of kind of trying to push everything together just as best you can, and there's not quite enough time yeah. to get everything done that you want to get done. So, I see on the I see on the uh, description of it, it's one to six players, which is quite a rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did actually play it six players, and yeah, obviously being real time, it uh, it went pretty quickly. We, it did slow yeah. down a bit on the market phase because every, everybody has to have a turn and they have to think about like how much gold they've got, what they want to spend it on, mm. um, that kind of thing. So that slowed down a little bit. But uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad at six players. Yeah, it's fine. don't know what the one player is like, but I presume it'll be like a score attack type thing where you just try and get as much as many points as you can. Yeah, I guess so. Um, a bit with it being a Kickstarter as well, uh, Cameron had invested in the metal coins Really thick, chunky, um, like shaped metal coins. Oh, that that was another thing as well. Talking about usability and like the icons, you get a uh, gold that you can spend on to build, to buy your tiles, but the coins aren't gold. They're like prestige points. They're just worth points. So, like we were talking about getting coins and spending them on the tiles, but they're not actually the coins that are in the game. So, yeah, <laughs> another little a little thing that probably could have been ironed out if it was just like worded slightly differently in the in the book or something, but. That sounds like a lot of fun. You, you, what you've been playing? Have you played any games this week? Well, the last few times I've been to the club, actually, there's always been the same game uh, that's been out. Mm. I've been in a couple of games and uh, been sat next to other people having a good time of it. This is Challengers, mm-hmm. which has been a big hit at the club. This is a 
it's a weird game. It's it plays. Uh, I think it's up to eight people, but you're not sort of all playing one game. It's sort of split into lots of individual one versus one games, and then for the next round you swap round, and now you're playing over there and playing a different person. And also, for a lot of the game, you're not really playing. It's <laughs> it kept on being described to me as an auto battler, as though I'd know what that was. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, some sort either. of genre of <laughs> genre of uh, computer games or. Um, or app games mm-hmm. or something, where you build a deck and then just watch it go and either succeed or fail against uh, some challenge. And so that's what, kind of what this is. You start off with a an identical deck. Everybody's got the same their own deck, which is the same things in it, uh, which have got various different strengths, and some of them have got slightly uh, sort of got special abilities that happen when they come out. And before the before each round you get to slightly improve it. So before the first round, you get to get a couple of cards from the uh, from the A deck of cards, which are slightly better than your starting cards. Mm. And then there's, later on, you start moving, getting a chance to get things from the B cards. And then towards the end of the game, you're starting to get cards from the C cards, which are really powerful by that point. Mm. So you'll be gradually changing your deck, getting better things in, trying to pick things that work together... Before each round, you do this improving your deck bit, and then you versus one other person, you play your deck out. So uh, it's there's a, a flag that one person claims with their first card, and then the other person uh, starts playing their card to try and uh, beat the target score. So say I've won the flag with a two-strength card, and then the other person draws their first card, it's a one, that's not enough to beat it. The next one, that's a three. Okay, now, total of four, that's more than my two, so now they have the flag. Uh, last card they played was a three, so, they, so the uh, I've got to now play my card to beat a three. Mm. So I play, draw my first card, it's a four, I straight, get the flag straight back. And it keeps on going back and forth. If you run out of cards, then and you haven't got the, card, the flag, then you lose. And also, if you've got too many different types of cards, mm. they'll at once they're defeated and take, they've got the flag taken away from them. Each card sort of goes to the side. If you've got too many types of cards that have been defeated, they each go to their own separate space and you have to put in another card and there's no space for it, then that's another way of losing. So you've got to try and trim your deck so it's got not too many different types of cards and the cards sort of work together in clever ways. Mm. But generally, it's just that's where the decision is: setting up the deck, ready to play it out and see see whether you win or lose. And you play over like seven rounds, see how how many points you've re, uh, you've won over those seven rounds. So in the first round, if you win the number one trophy, that might be worth a, a small number of points. But by the time you're winning the number seven point trophy, that might be worth quite a lot of points. Mm-hmm. So it gets more important to win later on in the game. After seven rounds. Everyone counts up how many points they've got. Some of the cards, as well as winning a t- trophy, some of the cards enable you to get points along the way as well. Just a few, maybe. So you might try and build your deck to get loads of those. And whoever's got the most points, the top two people with the most points, then have a final battle against each other. And uh, whoever wins that battle, wins. So this is... I didn't think this was going to be a good game, <laughs> to be honest, when it was first described to me. I thought, oh, all right, okay, yeah. Uh, you just sort of 
kind of at the mercy of luck. I mean, if you sh- if you it's about the shuffle of your deck mm. versus the shuffle of their deck, you know, which one comes out best. I don't know, but it actually turned out to be really fun. And I think the most fun part of it is that you know you play for a few you play out your card for a few minutes and well hey i win or oh no you win mm. uh and then you all get up and move around and you're playing someone else and it's really dynamic and there's always something happening around and <laughs> and uh, even if you finish your game you can look over at, at someone else and they're getting to a really dramatic part of their game mm. and and uh yeah it's just like it's just like a good time really i mean i played it i think i played it like three times now mm. and it's been a good time every time. I think I've—I I can't even remember whether I've won or not. I don't think I did, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there are decisions to be made, like um, like the deck building part, as deck building, like in uh, like in Dominion or mm. something. You can pick, try and pick things that work well together. There's decisions to be made there, and some of the cards give decisions to be made during the gameplay. Although generally, it's still draw your card and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. I think it's uh, it's not quite the same as any other game I can think of. Yeah, it's pretty unique, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a, a whole range of things that I'm just not aware of, but I, I don't know of any games quite like this. Mm. I did. Uh, I, I, th- I found it fun as well and, and enjoyable, and it, it's fairly quick when you're playing the actual game itself. You know, if you're just playing another opponent, it's over fairly quickly, and then you just move on to the next the next opponent I think I do, I do have a couple of criticisms though I think uh, you need oh, you yeah. really need an even number of players to, to play it uh, because otherwise one one person is playing the robot yeah time, that's not quite as, yeah. as interesting I think everybody plays it their once, deck is but, the same every time so you know you kind of know what you get yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then the other thing I think is there's, there's no kind of um, there's no catch up mechanism or anything where you can get any better if you well, uh, in between rounds when you're drafting the cards and you're trying to f- sort of pick ones to put into your deck you can mulligan a couple of times I think can't you and discard stuff out of your deck if you don't want it anymore to sort of streamline it a little bit but yeah I did find that I think last time I played that somebody had like a really good deck because they just managed to draw you know the cards that work together from the same team they like come in suits don't they they come in like uh, coloured suits they do yeah and they generally work together so you've got like a pretty good combo coming on uh, going like on a card it. might say, this card is worth one plus one for every bat that you've already played. Yeah, as a bat is one of the suits you think. Yeah. and if you if you happen to draw loads of bats every time you you're improving your deck, then oh yeah, I'll add another bat to my deck. Great. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, so, it's, so it could get a little bit lucky in, in Yeah, what you, I think I think some people are just going to stick whatever into the deck, whatever they draw, but then. Uh, it's not going to be as good as somebody who draws, you know, the ones that synergize quite well with it. But that's that's part of the deck building, isn't it? That's quite kind of pick of picking the cards and choosing what actually goes in there. So, and it and it's so quick and it's so, uh, like I said, the battles part of it is is quite fun to watch and, and watch them play out. Um, like yeah. I said, there's no you're just drawing cards off the top of your deck, but you're hoping that that big one comes out. Is it time yet? You know, there's four more cards in my deck. I really need it now rather than later, the eight or something that's going to come out. So. Yeah, and and the final battle as well. Everybody kind of gathers around and and kind of watches the last two players fight it out for the for the final victory, <laughs> which is quite yeah. fun. Yeah, and each individual game only lasts like three or four minutes, you know. So yeah, it's nice. really short, it's isn't that, it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was uh, nominated for the twenty twenty three Kennishbeel the Diaries game uh, award. Yeah, <laughs> so apparently it's a uh, it's one of the more complicated side of yeah, games. I don't yeah. know. I think this could have. Fitted in the normal spiel of the eyes, but I don't know. 
But I've, I've I've given up trying to understand this building. There's some there's some strange uh, strange yeah. decisions there. I think sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's going up against Icky, which is which is a heavy game. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a, an expansion anyway. coming out as well with even more, uh, even more kind of uh, even more suits the factions that go into it. So if you like it, I guess there'll be loads to yeah. to choose from. Having to pick which suits you include. Include it means going through every single deck and saying, "Oh right, we're not having the <laughs> the movie ones now. We're having the alien ones." And so you get yeah, to go, yeah. go through and and then shuffle. there'll be a lot of setting up if you ever change what's in there. The only times I've played it, it's just, "Oh, this is the way it's set up. We'll stick with that." So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I can see it be a lot of uh, a lot of um, fiddling about. To that's the only only downside I can see about adding expansions in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it so far. And yeah, I'm happy to play yeah. it next time they bring it out as well. Yeah, although yeah, uh, I think there's there is a, a fair amount to look in, but kind of the right amount so that you don't you can blame that if you lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. I didn't get any of the right cards. Right. Okay. So uh, another another game that I played at, uh, at this week's uh, club was uh, Sushi Go Party. Ah, classic. So, yeah, you've probably heard of Sushi Go, which is the um, uh, the drafting game by Phil Walker Harding. Um, basically, you get a hand of sushi cards. You pick one, pass the rest across, uh, and then you're trying to build up your your score as best you can over three rounds. So, Sushi Go Party is the same game basically, but um, it comes in a bigger tin because there's uh, several um, several types of cards that you can put in to to build the deck. So in the standard game, it's just uh, the same deck that you play with. But on Sushi Go Party, you could pick and choose like which dessert you want to go in or which types of cards you want uh, to go into the deck, and it gives you a different uh, different feeling game each time. It's a, a a super streamlined kind of drafting game. Works exactly the same way. The uh, you, you get a handful of cards, pick one, play it in front of you, pa- pass the rest across. You get a hand of cards from your, your other player, and then you pick it again. Go ahead, just trying to get the most points. Um, and the sets you're trying to collect sets of cards, so um, you're trying to get the most of something or the least of something, or um, like some score. Uh, one of the cards scores at the end of the game, so you're trying to get a couple that score at the end of the game that that give you points. Uh, the nice thing about this one as well is uh, it's a slightly bigger production, so there's like a score track as well that comes with it. So in the original, uh, you just have to write it down on a bit of paper or keep it, um, you know, keep it in your phone or something. But this one, um, yeah, there's a proper score track with little um, uh, little sushi bottles, <laughs> which you can uh, keep track of your score with, which is quite cool. Mm. So this is um, uh, even though. Uh, even though you're playing with different cards every time, um, it's still it's still got that super streamlined, like easy to play feel, because all the cards are described like in the centre board. So you get like a little centre board with tiles that slot in. The tiles tell you what the cards do and how they score. Um, it says it on the cards as well, so um, it's always there in front of you if you need it. But um, it's also on the on the board in front of you, so you can always see it on there. So it's dead easy to sort of get into and and, and start playing. Uh, so yeah, it was really good. We, uh, we we quite enjoyed it. We had a really close game. I think like first and last player, where there were like four or five points in between us. We played with we played with a dessert where uh, there's only a certain number in the deck, and if you you got to have the most uh, and the least loses like four points or something like that. So um, we were kind of fighting over that. But then they didn't all come out of the deck. So when you deal out the deck at the start of the round, not all the cards get dealt out. So. 
you had to get at least four cards to to score it and and we didn't have enough to go around so <laughs> that you had to sort of plan around that as well yeah i um, played a couple of times with different combinations of these mm. uh cards and it, it is interesting i mean after having played sushi go so many times you kind of get used to oh yes this is kind of how important these cards are yeah, i've just got to yeah. try and get a feel of how, how whether i'm going for it or not but yeah it, when you've got a a different setup every time then you've got to kind of got the added sort of um wrinkle of trying to work out like do i go for those or do i go for those yeah because yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's got it's a, nice yeah it's got similar sort of mechanics where um like a certain card you need three of them to score it and if you don't if you don't get enough then you don't score anything they're all sort of slight uh, variations of the same sort of thing so the yeah the yeah Mackie rolls will always work kind of the same but with slight differences and yeah and the, uh, we, the we, we played with a spoon instead of a chopstick so yeah. with a spoon you can pick a card from a hand that's already been passed on so you think you say oh I think there's a nigiri in that hand over there so you and if there is one you can take it and swap it with a spoon so that works slightly differently to the chopsticks but like you say yeah. similar a similar kind of idea if I recall correctly does it sort of have like recommended setups like or if you have this selection of I think different so. foods then you'll have a really sort of cutthroat take that game and if, if you want to do it a, have this sort of game and choose these ones. I'm, I'm not sure, like actually. There. Yeah, there must I be. I might um, be thinking of a different I, game now, but yeah, I think it's got something <laughs> like that. Like a, re- a recommended, like beginner one. Yeah, a recommended menu. One yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good. It was um, streamlined, good fun. Um, like I said, a really close, a close game between us. We all enjoyed it. I think we played with a, a couple of new players as well that hadn't played it before, so they they really got into it and uh, you know played played well between them. Uh, so yeah, sushi go party definitely. Uh, if you like sushi go and you want a bit more variety, definitely want to want to look out for. <laughs> okay, um, last week I had a big gaming weekend. Um, obviously, the Sunday was our uh, club uh, mm. monthly f- first Sunday of the month. Every month we have uh, a gaming day at the uh, the Red Deer on Pitt Street. So mm-hmm. I went along to that and spent all afternoon playing games with you guys. But the day before, on a Saturday, I'd also spent all afternoon playing games with, with a friend of ours who we haven't seen for a while, who, who came round with... I oh, mean, cool. We invited her around to play games, and, and she brought loads, a, a massive bag full of games. And I mean, <laughs> I kind of said, you know, we kind of got games here, but you know. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's great, because I, I got to uh, play a couple of games that I've been having, having a, sort of been on my radar, but I haven't had a chance to mm. play. Uh, so one of them was called Paint the Roses. I don't know if you have you heard of this one. It's a sort of no a cooperative deduction game, Alice in Wonderland themed, mm. um, where each of you has a card uh, which might say uh, two uh, have two shapes, a diamond and a heart, for example, mm. uh, and someone else might have two colours, pink and yellow, or whatever. And what you've got to do is on your turn you place a tile on the board and each tile has a shape hearts diamond clubs or spades and a color pink yellow or red i believe so it's got those two attributes and you place it next to some other tiles and then mark how many times that fits your card so if my card said hearts and diamonds and i place mm-hmm. this uh this heart tile on the board, so it's next to two diamonds, two other tiles which are have diamond shapes. Then I'd place two of my cubes on to show that it matched my tile twice, mm. and then people 
try and work out what my card is. Like, uh, it's next to two. Uh, it's a, right. it's a yeah. heart next to two diamonds. So it could be heart diamonds I've got, or it could be that it's a pink. And, it, oh, and the pink and white matches twice there as well, so we don't quite know whether it's... Uh, I don't even know if white's a colour. Pink and red, so... Uh, um, I don't know if it's the colour that matches or the shape. Uh, we've got to guess something. Uh, let's say the shape. Oh, you're right. Well done. And a score that many points that it said on the, uh, on the card. So mm-hmm. move, up, move on three around the track. And then the Queen of Hearts moves around. She starts a little way behind our figure on the track. We've uh, we've all got one figure. We're all controlling the same figure. When we, whenever we score points, it moves forward. Mm. Uh, and then the Queen of Hearts is behind us, but catching up. Uh, so she always moves on one. If anyone made a wrong guess, uh, then she'll double that and move on two. Mm. A little way around the track when we've passed the, the White Rabbit... Then the queen accelerates, and she, now she's moving two every time. Or if you mm. get something wrong, she's moving four. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're still only scoring the same number of points for each card. Um, mm. And if she catch, catches up with you around the track, then uh, he chops your head off, apparently. <laughs> and um, this led to discussions about uh, absolute monarchy being possibly not a very good system of government, and we should probably start a revolution. <laughs> but in the meantime, we had to. Uh, uh, carry on deducing our cards and mm. you get three levels of cards and the hard level uh, nobody knows whether your card matches two colours or two shapes or a colour and a shape mm. the medium level it's either colours or shapes and the easy level it's just colours, you know it's colours you don't even have to worry about shapes mm. so yeah, uh, if someone's got the easy card it's probably fairly easy for them to give a clue that will definitely determine mm what their card is and everyone will be able to guess it but it's probably for your, for your points and it it worked very nicely this game we were trying to set pick a tile which would set up some logic that people could actually do to work out what oh, our card right. was yeah so it's kind yeah. of a puzzle for us to work out what to do on our, our turn and kind of a puzzle mm. for the other players to work out what that meant mm-hmm it, it worked quite nicely and it's a beautiful presentation i don't know if it was like a special Kickstarter edition or something, but it was it was very nice. All the tiles are nice and nice and chunky and beautiful, mm. and there's little a little um, what do they call the the, the the cards that are doing all the gardening. The, well, the gardener figure and the Queen mm. of Hearts and the and the White Rabbit are all little little figures, and uh, it was a very nice uh, production all around. That sounds cool. I'm a, I, I like a nice cooperative game, but yeah, a, a, a lot of them have that kind of mechanic where you. You, you take your turn, you do a few actions, and then there's a deck or something bad happens. Uh, it sounds like this one's slightly different, where you've got the kind of the, the queen chasing you, and you're trying to keep keep just ahead and keep out of the way. Yeah, and everyone's involved on every turn. It's not just like, I do my turn, and then you do your turn. It's yeah. everyone's having to have a... I, I place my tile, and then everyone has an argument while I try not, yeah. to, not to give it away. <laughs> you know. um, yeah, yeah it's, it's really, we, we lost. I think we could have done better, but you know, I want to play it again to try. <laughs> it, it's um, kind of, if you like deduction games, I know it, people can either like them or really not like them. Mm. But yeah, it's kind of that over and over again. And, oh, and the, the board of tiles gets more and more crowded. So mm. you might, you, later on in the game, I've got these, 
I've got these tiles to pick from, and I've got to place them somewhere, but I've only got four places to put them. Oh, no, none of them really help tell anyone what my card is. <laughs> so, yeah, it gets harder that way as well. Yeah, it's a nice game. I think it's on mm. uh, Board Game Arena as well, if anyone wants to oh, try right. it on there. Yeah, you can try it out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I might have a look yeah. at that, yeah. And uh, the other game that uh, uh, he brought over that I was, mm. had been wanted to try uh, is Boop. Have you have you heard of Boop? <laughs> I've heard of it. Is it the uh, the cat one? Just got, like, it is a cat one. Cats yes. on a bed or something. Cats on a bed. Yeah, this is yeah. uh, you're placing these cat pieces. You've got three kitten pieces uh, and three no, I'm sorry, eight kitten pieces and three cat pieces, and you're placing these on this grid. But it it could totally have been a just a printed square grid, but it's not. It's quilted. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's placing them on a quilt. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just nice. So you're placing your your cats, and when then well, you start off you've just got kittens, uh, and you place them on the board. Then someone places mm. another kitten on the board, and it's next to your kitten, so your kitten gets booped one space <laughs> further away. And then you keep on doing this. If your kitten gets booped off the edge of the quilt, then you have to take it off. Uh, if you manage to get three kittens in a row, then you take them off. And you get a cat. Uh, and cats can boop kittens, and they can boop other cats, but kittens can't boop cats. <laughs> and the aim of the game is eventually to get three cats in a row, and if you do that, you win. So mm. you may have noticed, during my description of it, that this is a completely pure, abstract, uh, dry, perfect information <laughs> game that could have been mm. completely... Could have, uh, in, if this game had been made in 1972, it would have been black and white geometric pieces. Yeah, like stones on a grid or something. But made in the 2020s, it's cute cats. <laughs> cute little kittens and cats. <laughs> and it's on a quilt. So, yeah. So is it is it a two-player game, or is it more? Two-player only, yes. Is it? Right, okay. Yeah, it, looks, it sounds quite cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen photos of it, and it's yeah, got like nice little cat meeples and stuff on it. It has, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's no cards, no... You're just basically placing out the... You place a piece, your opponent plays a the piece. The tokens, yeah. You yeah. try and get three in a row, just like people have been trying to do for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. How, how long did it take? Is it quite a, quite it's a short a fairly, game? It's a fairly quick game. and I mean, my first game was quite quick because I lost quite quickly. But then mm. the second game was a little bit more uh, to and fro, kind of, you know, well, yeah, cat and mouse, I suppose. No mind. And is it, yes. is, is it one of those where you kind of sat, sit and stare at the board and try and figure it out, or is it one where you can well, where you just think, oh, I'll just do the best I can and put it out and see what happens? I or? mean, you can sit in the board and try and sit and stare at the board and try and figure it out and be really mm. uh, intellectual with it. But then every time you place a board, you say, boop, and that kind of <laughs> changes the mood a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is very nice. And. Yeah. That kind of leads us into our topic of the week, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which is cute games. And this is yeah. very much a cute game. Yeah. It, it absolutely didn't need to be a cute game, but it. I think it really changes the experience, it yeah. being cute. Yeah, it does. It sounds like, yeah, like you say, it could have been like a, something uh, with no theme at all and just like pieces on a board, but it sounds like they've tried to make it yeah, a bit more presentable and a bit more... Yeah. And yeah, it just sort of what's on there. expands yeah. the uh, 
uh, number of people who would be uh, happy to play it as well. It's yeah. not like yeah, it's a serious, yeah. serious intellectual pursuit. This is, oh, play yeah. some kittens on a quilt and going boop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the... the yeah. Funnily enough, the first uh, games that came to mind when, uh, when when you mentioned this theme was the uh, the cat games that we've got. <laughs> There's quite a lot so of cat games. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we we've got Isle of Cats, which uh, features nice, cute cats. Yeah. Polyomino shapes, which you put onto a boat, and each polyomino is kind of a. A, a cat that's twisted around it somehow <laughs> into that particular shape. Which makes sense, because cats make strange shapes with their bodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what makes it even cuter is the kitten's expansion, which are just one tile, but they've got like a cute little kitten in the middle of it that's like, kind of like curled up and trying to go to sleep, and you can slot them in into the little places where you can't really fit the, the bigger pieces, but they slot in quite nicely into the into the little one spaces that you, you, you inevitably end up with. <laughs> yeah. I guess any game, I guess any game with kind of cute animals would work. For, it's kind of a cute game, isn't it? There's yeah. quite a lot that have like uh, anamorphic animals and kind of um, anthrop- anthropomorphic animals, rather. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot of cat games. There's uh, Cat Lady, and uh, I've got a game about um, stacking cards on top of you called uh, Cat Tower, which I haven't, only, I haven't played for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is nice. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so what else is there? Oh, well, actually, you've already mentioned Sushi Go. There's no yeah. reason at all why those Sushi have cute little faces painted uh, <laughs> on them. But, yeah. <laughs> this is not just wasabi, this is happy wasabi. You know? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the artwork in it is kind of, it, it's not really cartoony, but it's more kind of stylized and it looks really nice, but they are they are really cute, aren't they? The little Sushi, uh, yeah. sushi, sushi pictures on the cards, yeah. <laughs> this Mackey Roll is delighted to be eaten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, another 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 cat game uh, is one called Tempura that we've got. So this is um, I don't know if you've seen them, but there's a line of games. I think it's uh, who produces it now? Yellow, uh, like in the little white boxes, and the, there's like Welcome to the Dungeon and um, Shot on Top oh, and yes. a few other ones. But there's one called Tempura which has come out, which is a a, a cat kind of. It's kind of like a spin on Uno, uh, but it's got a couple of little additions to it, so it's pretty straightforward. But this game's got really nice, uh, really nice cat artwork on it as well. It's got um, uh, you're trying to eat as much. Funnily enough, same as sushi go. You're trying to eat as much food as you can without getting indigestion. <laughs> so these these cats kind of filling the bellies with food and trying to uh, yeah, being they've kind of dressed up and they've got like, little costumes on and things like that. And it's really really nice artwork, really well done artwork. Um, very simple game, very streamlined, but um, yeah, good artwork on that one. Um, similar to Boop, I, the other one I thought of was a really dry, perfect information abstract game made totally different by the uh, addition of uh, cute uh, cartoon penguins, which is, hey, that's my fish. Oh, yeah. You play yeah. this one, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an entirely abstract. You place a, you move a penguin and remove the tile that it was standing on, and you gradually cut off. Uh, you know, penguins gradually get cut off into islands because people have removed that tile they enable you to get off that that place and, uh, yeah so it's, well, it's, yeah, it's not, bit, actually it's not absolute abstract perfect information because you never quite um, it's a bit of a strange the, one that yeah, it, do. It, it looks like a kids game it looks like you say really cute and really nice and you're moving little penguins down but yeah. you end up kind of cutting off like a pathway or like a piece of the map and then suddenly one of your opponents has got you know they're stuck on this little ice floe with nothing there. It's yeah. kind of a little bit cutthroat and a little bit uh, in your face. That one it, it, it plays slightly differently to what you, what you kind of expect. But yeah, it's definitely cute. And all yeah. the uh, the penguins are 
uh, doing little, like one of them shaking its fist, like, ah, <laughs> uh, oh, you took my fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little, little, the, the little plastic pieces, a little. Yeah, pieces, yeah, yeah, I can't remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, I think I don't know about you, but I think this thing about car- uh, games being cute is a fairly recent thing. Do you think that's right? Because mm. I can't think of anything that's uh, much older than "Hey, that's my fish." To be honest, only like kids' games, like when I was yeah, a I kid, mean, like the yeah. the ones you know, like Bookaroo and sort of stuff like that. But that proper games that that aimed towards that age range yeah. were probably yeah that kind of thing. But yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I can't think of any sort of older games that have that kind of style or that kind of. Like thing. I say, if Boop would have been had been made a few decades ago, it would have been serious geometric pieces on a mm. on a on a black and white board. Pe- people moving castles around, or <laughs> yeah, it would have had a Something, had a very moody yeah. box with uh, uh, <laughs> figures on a dark background staring at the board. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like the mastermind box. I, mean. I think recent advances in kind of the quality of the games and the, the colourful artwork and the, mm. you know, every, every game now, whether it's good or bad, pretty much has, you know, fantastic artwork and really, really nice art well, on it. Um, and I think that sort of lends itself towards that. I think it's also a little bit about uh, the confidence of the games industry because there was a period in like the uh, 80s and 90s where. Uh, hobbyist games, like serious Euro games and things, mm. were trying to deliberately not be, not look like mm. kid stuff. So yeah, they'd all have yeah. like um, serious, moody-looking people on the box, like the uh, the king in Kalos staring out and scowling at you, yeah, uh, and yeah. things. And uh, they sort of were definitely saying, "This is not for kids." Yeah, proper grown-up stuff happening here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they all had cubes that were easy to swallow, so no, no, yes, <laughs> well, no kids well, allowed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Agricola free plus. I don't know. <laughs> oh yes, nowadays I think people are fine to have. Yes, this is a a serious game that adults want to play, and yeah, it's yeah. got it's got cartoon octopuses going around juggling fish. I don't know, <laughs> and that's not a game. Like, oh, actually, it should be a game. Maybe I'll that. <laughs> it should be. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, funny you should mention Agricola because yeah. uh, we've got the two-player version of that. The old creatures, great and small, big oh, and yeah. small, I think it is. Yeah, that's got the animeeples in it. So you've got like little wooden horses and cows and sheep and pigs, kind of in the shapes. And you kind of it is that kind of economic sort of um, efficiency game where you're trying to build stuff and put stuff in the right place. But it's got these cute little animals that kind of multiply up, and <laughs> you have to have space for them all. Yeah, definitely got some toy value that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play the serious game, and then you can give it to a, a two-year-old to play uh, farmyard animals. Like, oh, and yeah, he keeps bouncing yeah, yeah. around and say, "Hello, Mister Cow." Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and another one that I've recently played as well is a game called Raccoon Tycoon. So this is a, a quite a dry economic game um, where your um, tycoons kind of building up industry, auctioning railroads, buying towns, uh, buying and selling goods for stock that goes up and down but the the cards that you get they're actually like really nicely oil paintings of like uh, really cute animals that like in suits and top hats and things kind of industrial uh <laughs> animals so for like no reason some of the, yeah no reason also some yeah. of the some of the cards have got like a a, a a cat on one side that's kind of dressed up and yeah very very at odds with the theme of it and um but really nice yeah really nice production and nice to nice to look at and very 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 cute animals yeah 
and of course uh i think there's it's also as well as you know having the confidence to uh have things uh that look cute i think there's um trying to move away from real life because people want to mm. they don't want to deal with people who are actual 1980 um, sorry 1890s uh, oil barons and the, all the actual bad stuff that happened it's not yeah, the real yeah. bad stuff that happened in the old american west it's cute yeah. raccoons or something yeah, in, in the game, you're kind of buying a town. You're you're splurging your money to buy an entire town, but yeah, that's probably not a good thing really to happen happen in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very very strange. But if it's a raccoon, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot more, a lot more variety now of uh, of those kind of games, and it kind of seeps into into either like you say, abstract games and economic games and things like that. They they. Again, there are games out there that are quite austere and you know they're quite serious and they've got that like brass. I don't think that you'd call brass cute, would you? <laughs> Probably not, but maybe they it's, could retheme it with anthropomorphic animals. You know, is is a nice looking game, but um, yeah, I think for uh, yeah for uh, uh, like I say, it's uh, there's a lot more of them out now, and and I think the presentation helps a lot with like getting people into the hobby and makes it look less intimidating, doesn't it? On when it's on the table, it's to Something that might have been released a few years ago, perhaps. Yeah, I definitely think yeah. brass could be rethemed. Though you're not building a, <laughs> you're not building a steel, uh, an iron uh, mill in uh, in Lancashire. You're building a, a acorn tree in the magic <laughs> forest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I did think of a couple of games that I haven't played that I've actually seen at the club. So there's a couple that um, that look really cute. So uh, one that I've seen is Everdell. Um, I've yes. played that one, but it's the one with it's got like a big cardboard tree and that's got animals in it and stuff. That looks really nice. Yeah, every every card has a different bit of art, and lots of them are anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic animals. Anthropomorphic yeah. is quite a hard word to say. It is, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> seeing it quite a lot. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's uh, a lot of cuteness in that, and a giant tree. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unnecessary. <laughs> and then another one I thought of was a game called Root. Uh, this is kind of a war game, an area control war game that's being dressed it up is. with animals. So. It's a whole. Um, it comes from the the coin um, style of games. Coin mm. uh, stands for counterinsurgency, and it's based on lots of uh, real life uh, geopolitical uh, situations, like coin games about uh, Afghanistan and uh, mm. and things, you know. But this, yeah, anthropomorphic animals, and it's, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it looks a cool on this. I've not actually played it, like I said, but um, um, each there's like asymmetric sides, isn't there? Every side plays differently. It is. It's a really good game. Expansions out and stuff for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite hard to get your mind around because it's one of these like every every different uh, player's got their own totally different mm. game that they play. We're almost totally different. You're all playing on the same board, but the cat player their move goes like this, where you. Mm. And the bird player, they've got to arrange their cards in a way, and then they do different. So, so they're always doing this action and this action and this action and this action. And if that doesn't work, their entire uh, thing explodes, and they have to start again. Mm. Uh, and then one person's got the Wanderer, which has several different ones. Of those, but that's just one piece that moves around, interacting with all the different with the others. Yeah, they're all playing their own different game, so it's quite hard to get your mind around. Because mm. in your first game, you're still trying to work out how you play, and then 
you don't even know what the birds are doing over there. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's but it's a it's a it's a good one to have a go at. Mm-hmm. I think I've I've only yeah. played this like three or four times. I think, but yeah, I want to mm. have, a, have a few more games for that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody who's played it, I think, really raves about it and says, yeah, how good it is. So yeah, yeah. and so yeah, just because it's cute doesn't mean it's not heavy and intense yeah. and. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, there are uh, there are light card games which take ten minutes, but there are heavier games as well that uh, that yeah that require a bit more time and a bit more uh, a bit more patience to learn. Like you say, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's some uh, there's some cute games. <laughs> I think we have covered quite a few there, haven't we? We've done, yeah, done I a, think the yeah, whole range. So many games are cute these days. <laughs> yeah, every yeah. game should be cute. Yeah, no more yeah, scowling. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me, Tom. That's been it's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been really good. Yeah, always a pleasure, Rick. Uh, we've been the Sheffield Board Gamers. Um, you can come and call in at uh, at the Red Deer or at the University Arms and come and see us. Come and play some games. Uh, we play um, every Tuesday, and then, like Tom said, the first Sunday of every month at the Red Deer. So, have a look for us on Facebook. Have a look at the forums. Uh, we'll hope to see you there. Uh, but until the next time, if you just listen to the podcast, thanks for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Bye.